All right, y'all, this has been a, a long time coming. Me and Dr. Leah Houston with HPEC, we're gonna be talking about blockchain. She's gonna be educating us and we're gonna be talking about all things decentralized, no, centralizing decentralized. She's gonna correct me in a minute. When we come back <laughs> to the episode, be right back. Welcome back tribe. You are listening to Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box, where we invite doctors, dentists, and medical entrepreneurs who are breaking the mold, stepping outside the box as entrepreneurs, and practicing on their terms to share their journey, wisdom, and their inspiration with the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne. My calling is to help doctors find freedom, fulfillment, and full self-expression. I have helped dozens of medical professionals transform their mindset, leverage their skill set, and build profitable businesses and careers they love. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an opportunity for inspiration, motivation, and empowerment with me and our amazing guests. Now, let's take it to the next level, y'all. Here we go. All right, y'all, we're back on another episode of Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box. I am here with Dr. Leah Houston. She is an emergency medicine doc and the founder of HPEC. I am going to allow her to explain exactly what it is. What I will tell you is we're talking about blockchain. We're talking about the, I'm, I think I'm going to say this right, the decentralization of um, our credentialing of our records to give us as physicians more power um, moving in our, our certification space, moving in our credentialing space, in our, um, our, our edu not education, job space, our job and um, professional space. And I'm excited to talk about this because we have never talked about this before. And we had a conversation beforehand and she educated me, but I am just excited for her to bring her to the show to educate the masses so that we can start taking our careers back. So welcome, Leah, to the show. So appreciative of you. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's a and pleasure. for caring. Oh, of course, girl. <laughs> you know, I know that not only myself, but the docs listening to the show, you know, they they need to hear this. And, you know, it's it's like me whenever certain things get um, said that I don't, I don't understand, it, it may be easy to kind of tune it out, but just because of a lack of understanding, I mean, we know, we can know of a, we can name a bunch of things that that's happening about, you know, people get tuned out because of a lack of understanding. But I really have been following you for a long time because, you know, in the world of cryptocurrency and, and learning, then that's how I kind of learned about this whole idea of blockchain. And, and, I, and I really have been wanting to learn more about it, but it, especially as it pertains to empowering us. So tell us a little bit more about, number one, your story and how you even got into this and, and then what it is that you do. Awesome, thank you. <clears throat> so I, I want everybody to take into consideration uh, the fact that over the past 20 or 30 years, our careers, our jobs as physicians, the, as physicians, the way we interact with our patients has been completely altered. You know, we have one of the oldest professions and the way that we've always done things, sit down with our patient, 
listen to their story, help them through their problem, and then document what happened during that encounter so that we understand what went on and so that other people can understand what went on. That is what we do. But back in 1996, they started realizing that we were going to be documenting this electronically. And so they put out the, uh, the HIPAA Privacy Act mm-hmm. saying, you know, giving us instructions on how we would and would not be allowed to document and share this digital information about our patients. So mm-hmm. what we used to write down in a chart and a soap note and paper with a pen uh, is now in computers. And that in combination with the High Tech Act of 2009 really changed everything about how we practice and how we document and how we communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think about how disempowered we as a community are mm-hmm. and the, the time frame that that's happened, it really has happened basically over the same time frame. So when you think about it, they are taking the information that we're documenting Mm-hmm. our prescribing patterns, our referral patterns, our patients' protected health information, mm-hmm. uh, all of that electronically, digitally documented information that we are taking our time to document is now being analyzed. Yep. And they're doing data analytics in order to try to find ways to deny payment to us mm-hmm. as doctors and deny services to patients. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we've been having to fill out more prior authorizations? Why is it that we've seen a decrease in reimbursement? Well, it's because this information that we used to have privately kept in a chart, in a manila folder in our offices is now being shared. It's being shared with hospitals, health systems, EHR companies, and data brokers. And they are now using that data essentially against us and against our patients in order to extract value from the relationship that we have with our patients and extract value from the, essentially the pain and suffering of patients. And so in my opinion, as physicians, it's our duty to protect that information and to regain control of that information mm-hmm. so that we can continue to keep the, pa- the relationship that we have with our patients private in order to give them the best care. Right. I love that. I love that. Now, how, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and so, you know, there's a new secure technology that was just recently invented mm-hmm. and this is blockchain based. It's distributed ledger based. And that is uh, what my company is leveraging in order to bring autonomy and privacy back to the doctor patient relationship. Mm. So can you just um, break down for a moment blockchain? Cause I think that, at least for me, you know, I, I, I love how you broke down what has happened over the last 10 years. And, and, and um, I can't remember how close we are in, in professional age, I would say, but I remember the transition because I came out of residency in 04. And um, so I was in medical school uh, from oh, oh, 97. <laughs> I was like, what was that medical school? 97 to 2004. One and that was when all of this stuff was starting to happen. So when I went to residency, the residency that I went to was already in that that digital age, but there were some residencies that were still transitioning. And when I came out and started to do my locums, there were a lot of offices that hadn't transitioned yet because I don't think it became mandatory until around 2008. Am I correct? That around 2009 High Tech Act. High Tech Act. Yes. 
incentivized um, private practices private. to start adopting EHR. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So 2009. And so between that time, I was doing a lot of contract. I was doing a lot of local tenants. And there were some offices that were still 100% paper. And there, there were some that had, were hybrid and some that were all the way transitioned to electronic. And so I remember that, that transition and how difficult it was for our community. So now you're talking about, you know, this whole technology of um, protecting the privacy and blockchain. And will you just break that down for the listeners about what that actually means? Absolutely. Um, so right now, when we talk about any digital communication, whether it be um, cell phone communication, uh, whether it be on Facebook with our Facebook groups, whether it be via email, um, any digital interaction that we have with others uh, is really currently centralized. And what I mean by that is on Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg controls the algorithms. He could decide tomorrow that he's going to delete all Facebook groups because he doesn't think it's helping his business model. Mm -hmm. And all of our, us who are on these groups will lose all of our digital assets around that. Mm -hmm. That's what centralized means. Mm -hmm. Now, when we talk about banks, banks are also centralized. So when we put our money in a bank, you know, Bank of America or whichever bank that we bank with mm -hmm. has all of our records. Now they're regulated more from a federal government standpoint and they're required by law to share certain things with us and to keep certain securities. But in a similar way, if the federal government told the bank to freeze your assets for whatever reason, your assets are frozen. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the same thing with our email. You know, if we have a Gmail account, it's Google that's controlling whether or not that email ends up in your spam box or not. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is all a description of versions of our digital selves. Right. And so this is all centralized entities. Now, what blockchain does, what distributed ledger technology does is, is it allows individuals and individual entities to create secure direct communications mm -hmm. with no need to go through a centralized entity. Mm -hmm. So for us as physicians, when we talk about our interactions with our patients, this creates an opportunity for us to document what happened to our patients and transfer it directly into our patient's digital identity mm -hmm. um, and keep a copy for ourselves and not have to keep this on a centralized electronic health record system like Epic or Cerner mm -hmm. and not have to give up this private protected health information to a hospital. Mm. Now, when you think about our practice, you know, if you establish yourself in a hospital and you have hundreds of patients who have, a, you know, see you in your private clinic, and then the hospital CEO decides to change things on you and start paying you less, and you want to leave, right now, not only do many of us have non-competes that make us unable to stay close by to the hospital, mm -hmm. but all of those digital assets that we created about our patients, all of those relationships that we've documented mm -hmm. are now owned by the hospital mm -hmm. or owned by the electronic health records company. This new secure technology will allow us to always keep those records mm -hmm. and always take our patients with us. Mm. So um, it creates an opportunity uh, for autonomy and for independence. This is um, 
game changing. Uh, and, you know, even like, so even from the last time you explained it, like I get an even, a even deeper sense about it. It's like giving us ownership of our records and the ability to talk to each other without the middleman of a hospital, of an organization. So if I'm in private practice and I have a, a technology allows me to take notes and keep track of my interactions with my patients, then I want to make a referral. So I'm a family, family doc. So if I want to refer to endocrinology or refer to GI or refer to cardiology, that I can say, okay, we're going to make this referral and then talk directly to cardiology and they have their system and there's no, you know, middleman that we have to go through. Um, but it's like that, that I'm calling them on the phone and being like, doo, 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 here's the, <laughs> you know, here's the information, right? Privately. That's really amazing. It really does give us some power and autonomy back into the practice. Um, how else does this actually apply, like in, in terms of giving us power back? Because I, I mean, now I'm like seeing the light, like, oh, wait, this, this can apply. We're, we're so controlled by, you know, the, the hospitals and the insurance organizations and our um, licensing and, and, and certification entities like this we're so controlled by all of that that i know a lot of docs feel trapped trapped so what are some other ways that this this technology can help us regain that autonomy well so this this discussion about secure direct communication around our patients and our colleagues um that's like step seven step one is just obtaining our digital identities and asserting that we are we, who we say we are in the digital space. Yeah. And so that's really centered around our credentials as doctors. Mm. You know, we went through medical school, we went through residency, we have our licenses, we have our DEA numbers. We, if we take Medicare and Medicaid, we have our Medicare and Medicaid PTAN numbers, we have our NPI numbers. Mm -hmm. All of these numbers are essentially now a part of our digital sense of selves as physicians. Mm -hmm. This is our professional digital identity. These numbers make up our professional digital identity. Um, and so the first step to do all of these other things that we wanna do, direct communications with patients, direct communications with colleagues, is to obtain and own and control our professional credentials digitally. Mm. And so that is the power of this technology that we are building with uh, HPEC, which is the company that I'm building. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's based on self-sovereign identity technology, which is blockchain-based, which is distributed ledger-based. Nice. Oh, man. So, so like really, as a community, we can begin to, I love that you use the word sovereign. Like we could really be, begin to claim sovereignty in our profession and be independent of all of these entities that have you know, gained and put their claws in us and, and have controlled us. And you know, my question is, you know, like, so I, I, I do a lot of coaching with docs in, in business and a lot of what's happening is docs are wanting to come out and do direct primary care practices and 
do integrative medicine and cash-based practices. So they're wanting to separate themselves from the system. And in a lot of specialties this work, and then there are some specialties where it's, it's very tough to do something like that, like um, you know, an emergency medicine doc, where, which is predicated on, unless you're in a, an urgent care situation, you're in a hospital you know, or, an, or a critical care provider or you know, a surgeon, um, some particular surgeons. So like how can um, this technology even help, like how does that work with, with doctors who are like tied to organizations? Absolutely. So <clears throat> as a physician, as an employed physician, every two years you have to re-credential. Mm -hmm. Now some of you work in places where it happens kind of automatically and you might get an email, you might have to fill out some forms, you go get a fingerprint, go notarize a document, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty quick because they have 20 people in HR doing the paper pushing for us, doing right, the faxing, right, right. doing the signing, doing the phone calling. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still a process that costs an average of $3,000 per physician per year with another few hundred dollars per insurance company or insurance or net insurance network that people are a part of. Mm -hmm. So this is thousands of dollars worth of uh, value that's essentially, you know, extracted from us. Mm -hmm. You know, that comes out of our, what could be our paycheck mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. um, and so the process in and of itself is a two to six month process. Those of mm -hmm. you who work locums and who move jobs frequently uh, notice that it takes, you know, two to six months and this is all about verifying that you are who you say you are, mm -hmm. verifying that you're actually a doctor, that your license is actually clean, that you're not a negligent person, that you have no lawsuits. Mm -hmm. um, now this process is two to six months because it's not digitized. Mm -hmm. Because we're doing it the old school way mm -hmm. of phone calling and faxing our, you know. But right. there are certain credentials that we have for life. Our mm -hmm. medical degree we have for life, our residency certifications we have for life, mm -hmm. even our medical licenses, our license number is the same one for life. For life, yeah. Maybe, you know, every two years or so we have to renew it, mm -hmm. but that number doesn't change. Same yep. thing with our PTAN numbers and our yep. NPI numbers. Yeah, our so, DEA numbers. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, if we can create a digital record of all these credentials, um, and when you look in your digital wallet that has these records, you know, certain things are lifetime, certain things have an expiration date, mm -hmm. but you now are the owner and the controller of them. And you are now the source of verification of whether or not those credentials are true. Right. And that's what this technology does. And so it. it creates an opportunity for us to essentially flash our badge flash our passport <laughs> and say we are valid yeah um check the ledger mm -hmm. look at this copy and look at the one on the ledger mm -hmm. that's verified by the institution and instantaneously you know that i can start working in your institution next week tomorrow yeah. rather than two to six months from now yeah and so not only will that decrease the time for credentialing it'll decrease the friction and the cost as well Mm -hmm. uh, and so this is a benefit for both physicians and institutions mm -hmm. uh, that these digital identities bring. Nice. Now, that's, that's the value that it brings to people who are currently employed is the credentialing and, mm -hmm. and, um, and the, the streamlined credentialing process. Mm. Now, does this impact maintenance and certification at all? Because you know there's a whole thing going on about, our, about MOC and 
and and maintaining you know certification and all that does this impact that that aspect or will it or could it in the future well yeah i mean it's really crazy you know for those of you who know about this that's awesome but for those of you who haven't really thought about it you know as physicians we are the only group that has a time limit on our certification yes <laughs> you know they claim that mock or maintenance of certification is voluntary, but uh, when insurance companies and hospitals will not hire you unless mm -hmm. you're board certified, mm -hmm. they've essentially turned our medical degree into a time-limited certification. Mm -hmm. Do you think the lawyers would have ever allowed that to happen? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no way, no way. But we as physicians, we said, you know what, it makes sense. You know, we're, we are these altruistic, um, you know, intelligent people who right. understand that we do need to maintain our understanding. Mm -hmm. We're reading all day, every day. And so the thought of having to recertify and update our information, that makes sense intrinsically. Right. However, this process has now, that was once a board certification for life mm -hmm. is now, you know, we have to repetitively recertify. Yeah. And for these individuals who have multiple fellowship training, they're spending tens of 20, 30 hours and yeah. thousands and thousands, thousands. of dollars yes. losing all that, you know, time and revenue. It's all an uncompensated administrative burden. And so in my opinion, yes, this type of solution uh, could help alleviate that, mm -hmm. um, you know, because once we have our board certification, you know, number one, in my opinion, we need to make it lifetime again. Absolutely. And we need to just show what CMEs that we've done, yeah. you know, and that should be enough. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't have to do this repetitive certification. I have to tell you, you know, I did the questions for, for EM. They're not relevant, many right. of them. Right. They're just not. Yeah. They're not relevant to what we're doing. Mm -hmm. It's almost purposefully onerous. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of people that have been really fighting for this. And I'm not sure if you've mentioned them at all in your show, but Practicing Physicians of America is working on a class action lawsuit around this. Mm. Um, and they've done a GoFundMe campaign to fund uh, the legal, uh, you know, research that needs to be done for it. Yeah. And so you can go to, you know, GoFundMe and, and look at that and potentially contribute if this is a problem that you want to solve as a community. Um, you know, because if we don't take control of this, who will, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, um, again, you know, I, I know that I said this before, but it's sort of like game changer for our community because, um, I do agree that it should be lifetime. And I can imagine that, you know, as we talk about, you know, having our own digital ledger, that one of those things on the ledger is also our, our maintenance of, now, our own maintenance of certification, like our, this is our board certification. This is the CMEs, you know, just gets updated, it's just put on the ledger and gets updated and it's lifetime because, you know, a lot of times you do these, these CMEs and you got to kind of keep up with them here and keep up with them there. And keep, but if we could just put all that stuff on a, a ledger, it just, it just makes it so much easier. And then it's like carrying around a wallet, carrying around a, a profession, our professional wallet that's secure, that's ours, it's owned by us. And um, just imagine the freedom that that could give us. 
as physicians to, to be able to not have to worry about, you know, I, I talk with docs and they're often, the, the word they use is I feel trapped. That's the phrase I hear so often. And I can imagine like this technology developing and, and evolving can really be something that gives us that freedom again. Um, whether you stay in clinical medicine or do something clinically adjacent or just or be in research or academia or whatever you choose to do, um, I believe that this is this is an access to our freedom. And that's really all we want. You know, it's like we went to school to help people. And in the beginning, it felt like that's what it was for. Well, at least back in my day now. Now, you know, the, the young docs are coming out feeling trapped. Right. Because yep. this is the way the system is. Yep. Um, but like I can remember <clears throat> time when it, there, there felt like there was a little bit more freedom to it. Now, of course, for me, my personality, there was always freedom to it because I just did what I did and made it how I made it, which is why I do what I do to teach other doctors to do the same. And that's why you do what you do. And it's, it's amazing how we can be for the same value, for the same goal and be doing things from a different perspective, which you know, by the way, I want to drop that as a pearl, like in our community, y'all, you know, we have this context for competition that doesn't exist. And we are all for the same goal to empower each other, to empower ourselves, to empower our freedom. And there are multiple ways to do that. And if we all, you know, like work inside of our zone of genius, which Leah, this is like, definitely your zone of genius. You know, when we work inside of our zone of genius, we can create that freedom together as a community. And so I just appreciate you and how, what you're doing for our community. It's just, you know, so amazing. Thank you. I really, I really appreciate it. You know, this is a very, very, very complex problem. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, we are trapped. I feel trapped. I want to be practicing emergency medicine right now. I don't want to be founding a tech company, but I'm doing this because we all feel trapped. And I yes. see this as a solution for us. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's, I really appreciate that you took the time to, to learn about it because I, I honestly believe that this is, this is our passport out of the trap. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this piece of technology is a portal to professional freedom in my opinion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's why I'm working so hard to develop it in order to give it, you know, in my opinion, this is, this is a gift that I'm trying to give to the physician community. And this is going to be built with or without us. Yes. But who do you want designing these solutions? Do you want United Healthcare to be designing your digital passport or <laughs> your health system or your right. employer right. or some private equity firm? Mm -hmm. Or do you want it to be built and designed by your fellow colleagues with yeah. you in mind? Yes, yes. I'm gonna steal the steal the for us by us. Yes, <laughs> you exactly. Know, you know the yeah. clothing line for us by us, and so yeah. No, really. Um, it's it's yeah. It's a it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to take control. And so you know these things that you you know you mentioned you're building it right. So these things take funding and they take investment. And I happen to know that there's opportunity for investment into HPEC. And I want you to talk a little bit about that and how people can invest and also where they can, you know, follow you, where they can reach out. But talk a little bit about that investing side, because we do have docs 
who listen. I do have colleagues who are, you know, who are investors and who want these kind of opportunities, and especially if they're investing in something worthwhile like what you do. Awesome. Thank you. So, you know, the last thing that I want to have to do is to ask a bunch of physicians who feel trapped for money. Um, but I really want this to be physician owned. And mm -hmm. so our company fundraising efforts are reflecting that. Mm -hmm. So we've actually applied for and have been accepted for a crowdfunding portal. Nice. Just like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Indiegogo or Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. uh, there's another portal called Fundopolis. And so our company is on that portal mm -hmm. and any physician can become an owner in this mm. uh, for a minimum of $250. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Look, absolutely. this is, this mm. is ridiculous. I mean, all, if, if the minimum is 250, we all have that. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, we are also looking for people who are able to write bigger checks, 25,000, yeah. 50,000. You know, I have a very dedicated uh, technologist who has a team that is building our MVP as we speak, mm -hmm. but this technology costs money to build. We have to pay these people to build it. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, we need to raise about $2 million okay. in order to give us a good two-year runway. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a brilliant healthcare economist who's crunched the numbers. You know, we, you know this technology is the future. And mm -hmm. if we build it together, if we own it together, mm -hmm. um, then, you know, we can change our future for ourselves, for our patients and for our colleagues. Yeah. And I've actually been very moved because I've had several uh, patients who have decided to become investors. Yes. They've found me on um, social media, you know, mm -hmm. patients who are suffering from insulin dependent diabetes who have had endocrinologists go out of their way to help them. Mm -hmm. Chronic pain patients who have suffered from chronic pain, who have seen the DEA going after people, you know, unnecessarily who are prescribing them their opiates. They see doctors who want to help them. They see that this is a solution too. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I appreciate everybody who's out there considering this possibility. You know, if we all buy in, own a piece of this. Mm -hmm. We all become shareholders. You become an immediate shareholder if you go onto the crowdfunding portal on Fundopolis. Yeah. Um, then we can own, design, and build our future for ourselves and for our patients. Absolutely. And that's what that's what's needed, you know, more than ever right now. That is what's needed more than ever right now. Um, so, you know, you guys out there listening, you know, this is an opportunity. It's, it's an opportunity for reclaiming your freedom. It's an opportunity for investing in something worthwhile. It's, it's you know, if, if you've wanted to invest before, it's an opportunity just to become an investor, you know, and, and to be a part of the future that is inevitably coming, but to actually be, have ownership in that. And I know for myself, you know, I, I can't wait to get the link because I'm definitely, you know, investing in you for sure. Um, and, and then I guess the question I have, and not to put you on the spot, but you know, the credentials for, for as this is, this is, we've been talking about physicians, but I also have like, you know, other um, medical professionals who listen. Is this something that could actually be something that helps like pharmacists or dentists or even extended uh, APPs, you know, like PAs and NPs? Like, is this something in the future that they can, this will also maybe span out or spin off into their industry as well? Yeah, so absolutely. You know, initially, so the company's name is HPEC, mm -hmm. and that stands for Humanitarian Physicians Empowerment Community. Mm -hmm. 
the original name was Humanitarian Practitioners Empowerment Community. Oh. Because in my mind, I said, we all need this. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to prove who we are digitally. We need yeah. to be able to collaborate around patient care. Yeah. We don't need to be tethered to these systems. The issue is, is that um, we as a physician community are facing way bigger challenges. Yes. Uh, when you talk about our licensing, um, the complications of that, the depth of our training, the maintenance of certification mm-hmm. issues, all of these are very specific to the physician community, yes. which is why our solution needs to be tailored to physicians only. Right. However, I do have a potential vision of downstream mm-hmm. having you know other people use this technology as well, yeah. Yeah. but this needs to be physicians first because this is a problem that we're solving for ourselves. Oh yeah. No, I, I a hundred percent agree. And I can, what I can, what I heard in that is really, cause this is the entrepreneur in me is like, Oh, create this technology, license it to other people for their, <laughs> for other providers, you know, like downstream, but we, you know, you have to start with what's most imminent, what's, what's uh, most needed and also where you are. You know, one of the reasons I started coaching physicians first is because I'm a physician. And I'm starting with my, my immediate community, my immediate sphere of influence. And then, you know, I did span out and start, you know, coaching other medical professionals. And, and now I'm taking my NLP, the NLP part of what I do, NLP hypnosis, and I'm expanding that into other high-performing, you know, perfectionist women um, in the, you know, law and, and other, other professions. But where I start first is in my community and that's and i think that's what i hear from you and i think it's amazing yeah awesome no i love that and and we you know you're demonstrating something that's so needed we need connection Mm -hmm. we need connection we need support we need guidance from our colleagues and this is you know what you're doing in a face-to-face way what i'm trying to do digitally Mm -hmm. uh what other communities are trying to do it's all about coming together and solving problems together Absolutely. So um, give us the website, the way that we can go and invest the, 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 the links. And we're going to have all these links y'all in the show notes as well, but you know, give us, give us some ways that we know we can follow you on social media as well as your website. So awesome. So um, on social media, I'm at Leah Houston, MD. Mm-hmm. That's Leah with an H and Houston, like in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my company social media handle is HPEC ID, H-P-E-C-I-D, because mm-hmm. we're building identity solutions. Mm-hmm. And then our website is hpec.io. Um, and so on our website, there's lots of options. You know, it's not only the opportunity to invest. If you click the invest now button on our website, it takes you directly to our crowdfunding portal. Mm-hmm. Um, you also can become a part of the waiting list and essentially get your free identity once we build it, because we're going to be giving this away to all physicians once wow. we build it. Wow. And this is going to be a free, a free service that we provide. Um, and we also have opportunities to contribute to the building and the design of this mm-hmm. by participating in surveys and questionnaires that help mm-hmm. us get a knowledge, get an understanding of who our physician, um, uh, you know, users of the system will be and what's important to them. Mm-hmm. And when you participate in these surveys, you are entered into a drawing to win $500. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you 
do five of them, you can win $500. And so in my opinion, you know, I've tried my best to create something for everyone. For those of you who can't swing the 250 bucks, um, you know, and you want to try to maybe make some money, you can contribute to the platform by doing surveys. If you just want to make sure that you get your identity when it becomes available, you can do that too. And it can all be done at hpec.io, hpec.io. But listen, y'all, invest, because if this is going to be a free service, there is no reason why we can't be investing in our freedom. You know, I have a, this is me as an entrepreneur, don't let me get on my soapbox, I'm going to try not to right now, but you know, we have a thing about spending money and investing in ourselves. And, you know, this is, this is, this is not only an investment into HPEC, this is an investment into yourself. This is an investment into your future freedom. I don't care what, where you are in, in your career, whether you're early career, mid career, late career, if you're late career, do it for the next generation. You know, if you're mid career and transitioning out, do it for the next generation. If you're early career, you do it for you. You know, so this is, this is such an important thing. And I, and, and, you know, hear me now when I say, this is not just about promoting Leah. This is about promoting us as a community and what she's creating is a game changer y'all. So I, you know, and, and my, all my colleagues know that I'm, I'm all about, I don't, I don't have any shame about promoting myself and others. But that's because the people that I talk to, I see doing things out there, especially in our community, are do, are, we are altruistic, are doing things to transform communities, ours and others. And so, you know, go check out hpec.io, you know, invest in and help this to become a reality. Um, otherwise, we're running in uh, Einstein's insanity trap, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And we've already been doing that for years. Isn't it time to stop? And we can do that by, by taking part in something worthwhile like this. So thank you so much, Leah, for like coming on and breaking down um, you know, what you do, breaking down um, blockchain, breaking down HPEC and, and really like creating, painting the picture of the possibilities of this for the future, not only for our industry, but for, for other industries as well. I have to say, I understand it better now than I have ever before. Thank you. No, I'm glad. And I really appreciate the plug. And, you know, I do agree, you know, if we don't build and design the systems of the future, who will? Mm -hmm. You know, we've already experienced the disempowerment um, and the abuse that happens when we just kind of hope somebody else is going to take care of us. Yeah. You know, this is a, you know, this is a gift that we can give ourselves and our colleagues in our future. And mm -hmm. I do hope people do decide to invest. You know, there's lots of information on our website. The media page has, you know, our deck and our investment offering mm -hmm. and the how it works page talks about how we hope to generate revenue mm -hmm. for people who have those questions. So thank you. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't invest personally, find somebody else who you know that can. That's, you know, it's like, yeah, Shakespeare's sharing is caring. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on. I just so appreciate you. Um, we'll make sure we get all of these links in the show notes for our listeners. 
And um, I'm just looking forward to seeing this blossom and grow. And, you know, it, it would be interesting in the future to like have you back on to see how it's going and to see what changes are happening in that in the industry. Because I know that as you move forward with the project and as things evolve, um, that this is going to be, there's going to be news. Oh, there is one question I did have. I'm sorry. I meant to ask earlier. Because you said that you were trying to raise around two million, and you know, mm -hmm. as a as a person who's goal oriented, I would I would I'd be interested to know where you are so that we can be like pushing for that number. Yeah, absolutely. So we opened up our crowdfunding campaign in on May fifteenth. So it's almost two months now. Mm -hmm. uh, we've raised about seventy. Actually, no, this morning it was $77,000 on the platform. Okay. And then we've raised another $35,000 off the platform so nice. far. So we've raised about 100000 since May. And then that combined with our friends and family round, we've raised uh, close to two hundred and seventy dollars or $280,000. All right. Um, but this is the first month that I've started reaching out to people for those bigger checks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was really trying to get as many people involved in the crowdfunding campaign. And so mm -hmm. now that that's taken off, I'm starting to shift my focus to, you know, see if we can get some people to kind of give it that momentum forward, awesome. uh, because the crowdfunding portal's up and anybody can come there and people are flooding in on a daily basis. And so, yeah, so a quarter of a million dollars, a little over a quarter of a million dollars has been raised so far. Nice. Uh, and we still need another million and a half to the million seven to, yeah. to get to get to where we, we need to be to be comfortable. Yes. You know? Yeah. The technology can be built for a half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. um, but if that's all we have, then we have no money for infrastructure, for mm -hmm. marketing, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and things like that. And so yeah. that's why that that two million is our, our goal is a goal. So, so yeah. you guys heard it, you know, if you either, you know, want to invest uh, more on the larger scale, or you know, someone who wants to, or can, then we know that this is the number that we have to get to. And this is currently in, at the time of this recording where we are, by the time it comes out, you may be much further along. And so let's continue to, to get behind this so that, um, you know, Dr. Houston reaches her goal and HPEC reaches their goal, and we can start to see this be manifest in our future and really get creative. So once again, thank you, and I look forward to seeing it blossom. Yeah, no, thank you so much, and thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you guys decide to join the movement. All right, you heard it. This is time. You know, you always, you all always hear me talk about reclaiming our time, reclaiming our freedom, and creating careers by our design. This is one of those ways to do that. So check out hpec.io. And of course, y'all know where to find me if you want to know a little bit more what I'm doing these days in the NLP realm, drmaisha.com. My website's always being updated. Once again, you know, I, as always, I thank our listeners for for, for um, being, for following us, because without the listeners, there is no show. So share this episode, share the podcast with those whom you think would be beneficial. And I also always appreciate you leaving your feedback and letting other people know that this show is legit and empowering our community. All right. So y'all have a great rest of the day. Stay safe out there and we will see you on the next episode. Namaste. Thank you.
Thanks for spending time with us on this episode of Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as the rest. Remember to go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time a new episode is released. It is you as our listener who help our podcast to grow. So if you like this podcast, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you are inspired, we'd really appreciate it if you write a quick review and share it with five of your friends. We want to continue to expand our reach and bring this transformation to all of those doctors and medical professionals out there who are still seeking more autonomy, more freedom, more expression and purpose in their careers and lives. Finally, if you want to learn more about how I can help you as a doctor or medical professional transform your mindset, leverage your skill set, and create a profitable business and career you love by your design, please check out my website, www.drmaisha.com. That's D-R-M-A-I-Y-S-H-A.com. On my website, you can access one of my three free masterclasses to get you started on your journey to the next level. Have a wonderful rest of the day and an amazing rest of the week, y'all. And keep your head up looking to the next level. Namaste.